Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Watch podcast. I'm your host, James, with my co-host, Carolyn, That's who is me. also uh, Kristen Stewart's muse. Um, <laughs> she just doesn't know it yet. She just doesn't she? I thought that's when you met her at TIFF. That was like the deal. I didn't meet her. I just stared at her from afar with my mouth I open. I saw a photo <laughs> that says otherwise. You were in the same room. We were in the same room. Yes, <laughs> breathing the same air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with thousands of our best friends, like Laura Dern. Yeah, she was also there. She was also in the photo. So we're going to go through the globes noms here in a bit, mm-hmm. but we're making it like a little friendly uh, competition with them. And in order to decide who gets to go first, I have created some lists. Carolyn, do you have a, a place to write things down? I should have asked I that earlier. I most certainly do. Okay. So would you like, uh, you have the option to pick for the movies one. There's also a music one, which you'll fail at. Um, so this is self-sacrifice is what you're saying. I have to choose my own death. I There's the top 10 box office domestic, top uh-huh. 10 worldwide box office, or Rotten Tomatoes top 10 rated films of 2018. And these are movies that came out in 2018. Oh, um, God. Okay. Sorry, there were, on Rotten Tomatoes top 10, it had Call Me By Your Name in the top 10, but that movie came out last year. Uh, right. So I just removed it and then bumped the rest down. Okay, what are my three uh, options? But you Worldwide. get a pick. Worldwide box office, domestic box office, which is North America, uh-huh. and Rotten Tomatoes top 10 rated of 2018. Jeez. Okay. Uh, domestic box office. Okay. Let me. So I'm going to give you them in uh, no particular order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have to order them one from 10. You don't have to give me the amount or anything, just in which order you think. Okay. Uh, and you just have to get. Uh, let's say more than half. Okay. So I'll, okay. Uh, here, I'll give you an easy one. Black Panther. Okay. Deadpool 2. Uh-huh. Aquaman. Oh, God. Okay. Incredibles 2. I'm sensing a superhero theme. What? No! <laughs> <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Ugh, okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp. No. Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh-huh. Uh, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Mission Impossible, Fallout. Okay. And Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, kids movies and action movies. That's yeah, well. <laughs> blockbusters. Yeah. Love it. And lots of Disney. Um, uh-huh. So I'll give you, a, let me know whenever you're good on that or what you can tell talk about your thinking process and then once you've locked it in i can we can run down the list what you don't want me to just sit here silently for the next five minutes while i figure this I out i realized as i said that i was like am i just gonna like yell into the void while carolyn's trying to think and i'm just annoying her <laughs> um okay well i would say avengers and black panther are near the top wow going out on yeah. a limb on that one aren't you i'd say they're probably in the top 10 Um, (laughs) (laughs) you're correct good job you've gotten 10 out of 10 Uh uh-huh well thank you um okay oh this is okay who do we like better i know what i like better personally but yeah that's not what i'm asking no and what do people spend their money on (laughs) how many of these movies have you seen um i've seen 
two. Okay, I've seen three of them. So we're definitely not the target audience. Uh, what, like 15-year-old nerdy boys? No. Well, <laughs> Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, I would argue, is not the that audience it's targeting. Yeah, not children either. Yes, true. They're all okay. movies with... I think all of them except one is movies with like vast amounts of CG. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, I'm going to go with my heart. Oh, I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to do this Black Panther 1. Okay, you're correct. Oh, am I? Yeah, you are. Okay, then Avengers is 2. You're right on that one as well. Um, now, here we go. <laughs> now yeah, it really this is starts. the hard part. <laughs> okay. My heart wants to go from the bottom and go up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to jump to 10? <laughs> well, yeah. It's true. I kinda, you could give them in any order. In the bottom. Okay. I think this is not in order. I'm just talking out loud. But I think Solo, Ant-Man, Mission Impossible, and mm, Aquaman are going to be in the bottom. Now it's a matter of putting those in order. I'm going to have wow. to start wildly guessing. Yep, I'm going to wildly guess. Okay. okay. Three, four. Also, I have no way to tell if you're cheating or not. So. Oh, I got my pen and paper out and good to go. No, I mean, you could just like Google this. Oh, not quickly and not quietly. <laughs> yeah, just click, click, click. <laughs> here like, click, 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 click. I'm not Googling what? Hmm. I don't know where to put Dr. Seuss. Kids are kids are crazy. I've put The Incredibles higher than Dr. Seuss because I feel like people our age would see that. Okay. I'm not giving you any hints here. No. Since you, are, you nailed the first two, albeit not hard. but No, I knew those were in the top two. It was just a matter of which was which. They're flipped for worldwide. Let's go with 10, 9... I will. I will say, um, eight, seven of these movies are also on the worldwide box office as well. Uh huh. Um, the ones that aren't are, uh, or the ones that on are worldwide that aren't on this one are that new Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh, uh, okay. Venom. Ugh. And Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody. I feel like probably Bohemian Rhapsody surprising. is close to the top ten. Yeah, I didn't look at number 11 or 12, so I don't know. Let's go with... Mm, Dr. Seuss is still in theaters, isn't it? So is Aquaman. Oh, so this is, this is to the end of the year. So, like, anything it's making now doesn't count. Yeah. Mm, holiday Children. Ooh, that'll bump that up. Okay. Six <laughs> and some... seven. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, I'm which way are you... Up. Are you starting at three or are you going to ten? I'm going to start at three. Okay, good. <laughs> Okay, Incredibles 2. Yeah, you're right on that one. Really? Yeah, oh, it's number okay. three. Um, number, oh, I didn't even write number four. What the hell? Okay, <laughs> redoing some math here. Uh, Jurassic, whatever the hell. No? That's fine. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> Jurassic, um, whatever the rest of the words are. Is number four? Is number four. Yeah, you're right at that well. Okay, okay. I'm feeling confident now. You're doing surpri- shockingly well, I yeah. might say. This is not great. Um, Deadpool 2 is number five. 
Okay, you're cheating. No, I'm not. Is that's that five right? For five. That's five for five. Oh, okay, okay. I don't believe you at all, but you're not cheating. Okay, number six is Aquaman. You're wrong there. Oh, well, okay. That's, I feel like that means I'm going to be wrong with the next one. Um, number seven is Dr. Seuss? They're flipped. They're, they're the opposite order. Oh, okay, okay. So you're um, close. You got them I, in the right space area, but. Yeah, um, okay. Number eight is Solo. You're wrong. Mm, number nine is Solo. Uh, you you can't just do that. You I can't just say I solo. Number nine is Mission Impossible. You're wrong. Shoot. And then that leaves me with number 10 is Ant-Man, but I know that must be wrong too. Yeah. So okay. you've got the first five right. And then number six is Dr. Seuss. Number oh, okay. seven is Aquaman. Number eight uh-huh. is Mission Impossible. Number nine is Ant-Man. And number 10 is Solo. Well... <laughs> So you got exactly half, which my means... My front half was awesome. My back half did, was entirely wrong. I, you should have uh, probably made more headway because now we're moving into uh, popular music, which I just know is your category. Oh, no. Okay. So I've given you two options here. I have the top 10. Also, all of that stuff was from Box Office Mojo. Like, that's where mm-hmm. I got that from. So okay. if, it's di- if it's wrong on a different website, uh, go fuck yourself. Uh, that's their fault then. Yep. I have the Billboard Top 10 Artists, and we can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or from those artists, I can list, I can give you the artists, and then I will just say uh, the highest rated song, their song that they released, not in counting a song they were featured on, from another Billboard list, and you have to match it to the artist. Let's do that. I like oh. matching games. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll run down from 10 to 1, the artists, so you can write them down. Okay. Uh, Imagine Dragons. Mm-hmm. Migos is number nine. Eight is <laughs> I've Travis. I've never heard of that band. Okay, this is going to go well. Uh-huh. Uh, eight is Travis Scott. Okay. Uh, seven is Juice World, and World is spelt W R L D in all caps. Is this the world list? This is Billboard Top 10 Artists of 2018. Of the world. Of the world. Okay. I'm uh, screwed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number six is 6 9, and it is spelt. The number six, uh-huh. I-X, the number nine, I-N-E. Okay. Uh, number five is Ed Sheeran. No. You don't know who Ed Sheeran is? I do know who that is. Okay. Number four is Tentacion. Temptacion, okay. Uh, number three is Cardi B. Number oh, two okay. is Post Malone. And number one is Drake. Okay. I got to listen to the radio a lot more frequently than I do. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'll just... I have the songs here. Have you gotten them all written down? I do. And we'll just say half again, uh, okay. which uh, won't happen. I will also, if you get it wrong, I will tell you who that so- the song belongs to. So then you can eliminate. So I can cross them off the list. Yeah. Okay. Instead of you just getting confused in your own head. Yeah. Inevitably. Um, let's start with God's plan. Hmm. Okay, mm. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was the easiest one. I have heard the name of that song. Oh, okay. <laughs> How many of those artists have you heard of? I know for two. I know for sure you've heard of. I'm assuming five. Uh, the other five, I have no idea if you know. Um, one, two, three. Yep, I know five. Uh, I think God's plan is Drake, though. I think that's the only reason I would have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, Thank good. God. <laughs> 
Yeah, the artists that I I'm just guessing that you I think you know are Drake, uh, Post Malone, Cardi B, Ed Sheeran, and Imagine Dragons. Yep. Okay. Well, I think I've seen Six Nine written down because I thought it was stupid then as well as now. He's also been in the news a lot for you know racketeering charges and other charges. So great. And XXX and Tassione got killed this year. So. Oh. Okay. You, you might know some things. Uh, Thunder. Imagine Dragons. Okay, good. I've given you the two easy ones. Great. <laughs> I just figured for some reason you'd know Imagine Dragons. I don't, but I figure you would. Yeah, I know how it goes, too. My brain is uh, singing it right now. Can you sing it for everyone? No. Okay. Uh, Lucid Dreams. Oh, Mm. see it would help if i knew these artists because then i would know like <laughs> what type of music i know them all <laughs> i don't um, listen to them all but i at least know them lucid dreams travis scott that's a wild guess no no you're wrong uh, it was juice world okay let's cross them off the list and never talk to them again lucid hey it's a, it's a good song i like it quite a bit uh Perfect. That's the name of the song? Perfect, yes. It's the name of the song. You know, that could be any of those people. Really? Any of them. Uh, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> there you go. Is, is that correct? Yeah, you're right. Okay. It seems like something stupid he would sing. Okay. Those are the ones that I figured you would get, and now we're into just... The deep, dark territory. Yeah. Sicko mode. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Post Malone? No, it's Travis Scott. Okay. Sicko mode. Great. How do you not know who Travis Scott is? I'm going to Google him real quick because I he's, need to know. He's, uh, he's with one of the Jenners. Travis Scott. Who's the Jenner that just had a baby? The young one. Kylie or Kendall? Which... Kardashian. Oh, which Kardashian am I? I'm curious. Oh, Kardashian no. had I'm can- a I'm canceling baby. everything. Kylie. Okay, its name he- is Stormy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's with Kylie. Oh, uh, great. Okay. Uh the next song uh-huh. is I Like It. Oh. I have it playing in my head, but I also don't know if that is the right song. Oh well, this bodes well. <laughs> Uh, I've narrowed it down. To use your lifeline, (laughs) Cardi B. It's Cardi B. Yeah, you're right. It is Cardi B. Okay. It's funny because I don't even know if these are bands or people or like guys or girls. You don't know if Cardi B is a band or a person or if she's a male or female. No, I know Cardi B and Post Malone, but the other ones. So I'm like, okay, I hear a lady. So it must be Cardi B or not. <laughs> okay. Uh, sad with an exclamation mark at the end of it. So sad. Sad. Um, Migos. You're wrong. That was yeah, I... XXX. Oh, oh, my good buddy XXX. I wouldn't say that. I, you might want to Google him before you say that. Is he bad? Let me Google him. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Ten. Oh, I spelled that wrong, too. 
Yeah, he uh, he did some bad things before he was murdered. His controversial career. His real name is Jose Anfroy. Jose Anfroy, yeah. He he was a troubled individual. Let's just leave it at that. I don't want to get into like let's explain how young rap young mom how young rappers with face tattoos, some of them are bad to Carolyn. I don't wanna I don't wanna spend twenty minutes on that. So Post Malone also has face tattoos, doesn't he? Yeah, but he wears crocs and he's white. So he looks like he fell asleep and a kid drew on him. Okay. Uh the next song is uh Motorsport. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's Six nine. No, you're wrong. That was okay. that was the Migos. That was Migos. Okay, motorsport. What type of music yeah. is that? Uh, that's trap music. They're from Atlanta. They were in the TV show Atlanta. Uh, they oh. were the band that Donald Glover, when he won his Golden Globe, when he was like "Bad and Bougie" is like the greatest song ever made. Oh. And then Jake, they cut to Jake Gyllenhaal, and that's how that old meme started. Got you. You do live under a rock. I do. I do indeed. You just need to get, you just, if you, this is basically you just guessing now and you uh-huh. can win. Oh, oh, that's been me the whole time. Uh, Rockstar. Uh, Post Malone. You're right. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm guessing the next one is 6-9. Yeah, and it's Fei in all caps. F-E-F-E in all caps. Yeah, no, wouldn't guess that. Another terrible individual. Who the teens like? Yeah, who the teens like? Maybe we shouldn't support terrible individuals by putting um, their music into our favorite playlists. You know what I mean? True. I would say most of these people are are decent. The only reason that XXXTentacion is up there, I'm assuming, is he was popular before, but he did die this year, and that helps. So then everyone Google's him. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Six Nine. I don't think his music is very good, and he's up there. Uh, He's right beside another person for. He's right beside Ed Sheeran on the list, and I hate them for different reasons, but they both suck. <laughs> I liked Ed Sheeran's little cameo on Game of Thrones. It was completely pointless. You liked it? No, God, no. They no. kept like showing him, and I didn't really remember what he looked like, and I was like, why do they keep showing this weirdo? He's not even doing anything. Is Ed Sheeran a better actor than Lin-Manuel Miranda? No. <laughs> 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 Sorry, was the disdain clear there? Yeah, it, I, not quite enough. I think it needs to be, <laughs> be more. Now, you, what you can do after this is you could take those same songs and names and ask your friends to see if you are the only one who lives under a rock. Oh, no, I most certainly am not in my friend group. Uh, I'm worried that if you're like the cultural, the one who's like up on the culture. Uh, oh, I am. Oh, my I'm God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's when I hear hip with the kids. That's what I definitely think of you. The other day, some kid at work was like, yo, what's the tea? And I said, I don't know. It's on the back shelf. You know what I mean? So. Oh, my oh my God. I'm joking. But he did say that to me. And I did say, go away. So. Like, was he asking for the time? No. It's like we were talking shit. And he came around the corner and he was like, oh, what's the tea? Sounds like you're spilling some tea. Which is how children say gossiping or telling it like it is, I guess. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you can infer that. Well, no, I have also heard it before. But I was like, ew, don't use your child lingo with me. I also stopped doing the floss because <laughs> he was also flossing. So, At the same time? No, not right then. Earlier in the day. Oh, well. Is that a, like, yes. is what the tea he at Toronto thing? He came around the flossing and said, what's the tea? No, God, kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. 
yeah. <laughs> is that is is uh, what the tea of Toronto thing? I know flossing is universal, but I've seen um, the tea nonsense on the internet, so I think it's just a young people thing. It's probably a Fortnite thing. You know what? Probably, honestly. Yeah, but if he was already flossing, I'm just gonna lump it in there. I think all the high schoolers say um, spilling the tea. Well, I mean, everybody says and does terrible things in high school. So uh-huh. would you like to go first or second on the picking? Well, did I lose? I lost. No, when you got you... six out of ten and five out of ten. So you tech, you won by uh, uh, one point. Oh, yeah, I did. You're right. Okay. Um, then I will go first because I know what order we're doing this in. And I need all the, uh, <laughs> the wins I can get. <laughs> yeah, you have definitely picked right. Um, so since you're going first, I think you should also read the uh, first category and the names. Of course. I would love to do that. You just want me to do this because it's best form <laughs> film. <laughs> I, to be fair, I, there's two that you should be able to say properly. And then there's one on there that I am very excited for you to read. <laughs> okay. So, um, yes. So the best foreign film nominees are Capernaum, which is from Lebanon by Nadine Labaki, Girl from Belgium, Lucas Daunt, I guess, Never Look Away from Germany, Florian Henkel von Donnerschmark. <laughs> that's really his name, von yeah. Donnerschmark. That was what it said on Wikipedia, so that's what I wrote down. <laughs> Roma from Mexico, which is Alfonso Cuaron, and Shoplifters from Japan, which is Hirakazu Koreeda. 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 It's got a hyphen. I know, but it's just, I've heard uh, other people say Koreeda, so that's just what I'm going to go with. Uh, So, have you seen any of these movies, Carolyn? I have not. I am eagerly awaiting going seeing Roma next week in 70mm. I'm very excited. I've heard it's a beautiful film that needs to be seen in a beautiful way. So, I'm going to go buy a ticket, even though I could Netflix it. Yeah, so, I've only, uh, I saw Roma yesterday. Uh, and the only other movie I've really heard about or read anything on is Shoplifters. Same. Um, which did it win something at Cannes? Uh, I don't know. I I think maybe I hope I'm not confusing it with Burning because that's bad. Uh, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. So it did. Yeah, the best uh, award and, you can get. <laughs> yes, it, and I think it it's coming out around. Uh, at least in Canada, like in January at some point. Uh, I know it will go to Toronto for sure. I don't know if it'll go to Calgary. Yeah, but it's I, already I, at TIFF right now. Yeah, and I really want to see it. I heard it's obviously amazing. It won the Palme d'Or. So I'm sure there's some value to it, at least. it's. Uh, but Roma is beautiful. It's. Mm-hmm. I watched it on my computer, which is not the way you should watch that movie. Um, but and I didn't have a theater around me that was playing it on a screen that was worth seeing it on, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like, I think obviously the say this without spoiling anything for you is, is difficult, but watching on a, on a computer and surrounded by like every, like your phone and everything else, like it's uh, a movie that <laughs> not the way to watch it. And like, I was, like focusing on the film because I was mm-hmm. really interested in it. But like at the first 25 minutes, you're kind of, cause it just starts and then you're like in this person's life. Uh, and then uh, it, like it absorbs you. It like absorbed me. I was like, man, it's only been 25 minutes. And then like I bumped my 
Mouse. And I was like, wow, it's an hour and 40 into this movie. <laughs> and it's just like flown by and uh, not a ton is, or like it hasn't felt that long, which is yeah. the sun. But it was able to do that on a computer. So like I imagine in a movie, you would just get sucked in right away. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. It's filmed incredibly because it's Quran. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he wrote, directed, shot, and edited this film. So, so he's a busy is, guy. Yeah, and it's like a, his passion project. Uh, so, which is I usually don't... like a, ooh, but. <laughs> Not for him, though. I would watch anything he did. No, he's a master. Um, I'm filmmaking. also, I'm just excited for this. For this category and what it's been doing lately, uh, not necessarily at the Golden Globes, but just in general, because it's in previous years, this is not something that people would go see. You know, it's a quiet foreign film that's in black and white. Like how, how pretentious sounding can you get? Yeah, but people are yeah. actually like, it's on Netflix. It's accessible to the masses now. And people are actually watching it and saying, this is really good. Please watch it kind of thing. Yeah. And I hope people do. Mm-hmm. Like even if you watch it on your TV at home, I think it's worth watching because it is one of the be- it's the best movie i've seen this year by far and probably in the past couple of years it's also like at least like shot uh how it's shot and like even though it's in black and white it's one of the most beautiful films i've ever seen without the color it's still mm-hmm. like just it just jumps off the screen and it, it, all the images are incredible which was like is kuran's thing like he's an incredible he's great at like setting up shots and then like in inventive ways that and he's he's always the show don't tell type of director yeah uh, which is why people love him so much. But yeah, I, uh, Carolyn is obviously going to take uh, Roma. No, I'm going to take Capernaum. Yeah, of course, I'm going to take Roma. <laughs> yeah. And uh, mm, I guess I'll take Shoplifters. But, uh, <laughs> Given how we haven't heard of any of the other choices. <laughs> I've heard that they're good, but I don't know what they're about. Yeah. Um, so like I just and it's going to Roma. Also, I should point out, you may be wondering why Roma isn't in uh, Best Motion Picture Drama, because it will be in the Best Picture Race for the Oscars. Uh, Carolyn, do you know what the HFPA stands for, the people who run the Golden Globes, the 92 members? It's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Yeah, Um, foreign films can't be nominated for Best Picture in Globes. No, which is strange, but uh, (laughs) but the Hollywood Foreign Press is um, journalists from 55 different countries. So it kind of is um, perhaps a wider range of people. It's a, it's a, most of the people that get to vote in the Globes also get to vote in the Academy Awards, but it is also kind of a different sector, which is why uh, Golden Globes kind of tend in a different direction than what the Academy Awards do sometimes. Like you might see more popular films um, ending up winning Golden Globe categories as opposed to in the Academy Awards where it's the, uh, you know, uh, Oscar Beatty films. <laughs> true. True. Um, so we'll tear through these next ones quickly because I doubt we have much really to say on them. Um, the next one where I get a pick first is best animated feature film. Incredibles two, which neither of us have seen. Nope. Isle of dogs, which you have seen. I have. Mirai, which neither of us have seen. Ralph breaks the internet which neither of us have seen, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I have seen, and you haven't. I have not. Um, do you think Isle of Dogs has any chance, or is it like, thanks, we just want Wes Anderson there, but not going to give you an award? I think if it were to win, it's because Wes Anderson has his fans, <laughs> honestly. Uh, like It was a fun movie, whatever, I enjoyed it. Um, but no, I, I don't. 
if it wins, it's genuinely because of Wes Anderson and nothing else. I think, in my opinion, for this category, it would be um, Spider-Man should win, but Incredibles 2, I wouldn't be surprised if it did, just because people waited for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. I don't read those articles, but a long time. And <laughs> in terms of animated films, it is quite the feat in terms of uh, detail. And people love people love things like that our age because it was our childhood movie. Well, we were a bit old for it, but and then it's back. So it's like Toy Story, you know? Yeah, true. Uh, I'm going to be picking Spider-Man. Uh, mm-hmm. Just I, I've seen it and I love it. It's it's so good. Um, and I partly want that to happen um, because it, it's not a Disney Pixar movie also. And it would kind of break up the hold they have for ever that these categories have existed. Um, I also just think it's it's like inventive and like the animation and the style and everything they do and it is beautiful it's also like a kids movie but it's not it doesn't talk to kids like kids it talks it just talks to everybody like adults which i think mm-hmm. is important um uh and skip ahead uh mama dunk for briefly here uh we're going to be talking about carolyn's vast drug use um <laughs> Sorry, what? I, <laughs> I know how you like uh if one was inclined, Carolyn, which I know you are, uh-huh. to, you know, take vast amounts of acid on occasion. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, I do that every day. Yeah. It's your routine. Mm-hmm. Um you should do that and then go see this movie because it is that type of movie. Uh, is this the movie with uh, all the Spider-Mans from all the different versions kind of exist in one space? Yes. Um Yeah, that sounds like a just... drug trip. <laughs> Also, like the visuals is are incredible. Like I was watching it um, sober, and I was just like, I cannot imagine if somebody was high on any drug watching this because it would like blow your mind. Um, also, like this is maybe the best voice work I've heard in an animated movie. Mm. I honestly felt like they had the actors in the same room, not just like reading lines, but like actually acting. Right. Um, and like the faces are so good, and it just it felt like motion capture essentially. It like it felt so real. Um, but the cast, and I'll only read like the main cast cause there are other people, but I don't want to spoil those reveals for people. Um, so it is Shamik Moore is Miles Morales. And then Jake Johnson is Peter B. Parker. Who's like the washed up Parker. And I'm only going to be reading the people who are in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, Haley Steinfeld is Gwen Stacy. Mahersha Ali is Aaron Davis. Brian Tyree Henry is Jefferson Davis, who is Miles's dad. Um, and then that, and then, uh, John Mulaney is Spider-Ham, which is uh, a spider that was bitten by a pig and he became a Spider-Man. Oh, um, so like Spider-Pig from um, The Simpsons? Yeah, but like this exist, like this is from a comic that existed before then. Okay. Uh, and then Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man Noir. And Kamiko Glenn, who is from Orange is the New Black, is uh, Penny Parker, which she's from the future. And... She has a spider friend that's in the robot of her dead father. So spider friend. Like the spider is smart. It bit her, but Ah. still lives and like is piloting her like mech suit spider. Right. And she's, yeah, it's, it's a thing. Um, (laughs) It sounds real weird, but it is, it's really good and it's really heartfelt and uh, it's very emotional too. Like it's. uh, Here's one question. Yeah. Do you have to know a lot about the spider men? No. Okay. So Explain it's a film it for it. anyone. It's an origin movie, but like it's a part of the jokes. Right. 
You can go in knowing nothing about Spider-Man and they explain everything you need to know in the movie. Right. Gotcha. Uh, and there's also like a bunch of other famous people I didn't list, but I think they're better found like through the movie. Um, yeah. So try not to look at the cast list. Also, they have like all like way more famous people than I listed in like tiny little roles. Oh, like uh, little cameos, but cartoon cameos. Yeah. And like you won't know until the credits. You're like, oh, uh, it's also um, from uh, Phil Lord and or from Lord and Miller, who are the guys who did the Lego movie. Like they were involved in the making of it. So it's like oh. along those lines of uh, humor. But I'll stop talking about it and you can pick whoever, <laughs> whichever like movie's going to lose in this category. Um, I'll say Incredibles 2. Oh, you might. You're probably going to win. God damn it. Well, you never know. Uh, and the next one will be the fastest category. Uh, <laughs> and one that Carolyn's going to win because it's best original song. Yep. Um, so the choices for that are all of the stars from Black Panther. That's Kendrick Lamar, SZA, Soonwave, and Al Shex. <laughs> My God, I feel like an old woman when I read those names. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least I didn't say like S-Z-A, whatever. S-Z-A? <laughs> Um, Girl in the Movies, which is uh, Dolly Parton and Linda Perry for the movie Dumplin'. What's Recording, that movie about? I, it's about a chubby girl who's a big fan of Dolly Parton. I have watched it on Netflix. What? <laughs> it's there. It's got Jennifer Aniston as the mom. Her mom's a beauty queen. Are you like fucking with me and just making this up or is that really what the movie is? That's genuinely what the movie is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did not know. <laughs> Keep going. Requiem for a Private War by Annie Lennox for A Private War. Revelation, which is Jonesy, Jonesy, Troy Sivan, and <laughs> Leland from Boy Erased. Shallow, which is Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, Anthony Rosamando, Andrew Wyatt from A Star is Born. Which and one are you taking, Karen? That one, the Lady oh. Gaga. <laughs> well, good job. You won that one for sure. <laughs> what uh, is your not winning pick? Uh, all the stars, because I feel like they're not going to give it to Gaga. They'll probably want to give it to Kendrick Lamar. Yep. Kendrick for uh, sure. But that's not going to happen. So let's just move on in my inevitable loss quickly. Uh, the next category is Best Original Score. And it mm -hmm. is Marco Beltrami for A Quiet Place. Alexander Desplat for Isle of Dogs. Ludwig Goransson for Black Panther. Justin Hurwitz for First Man. And Mark Shaman for Mary Poppins Returns. Um, the only movie I actually haven't seen out of those is A Quiet Place uh, or And Isle of Dogs. And I would say the only score that I really remember mm -hmm. is uh, Black Panther. And that might be because I like listened to that other album they released and the score is in that. Right. Um, I would say like the first man score is really good. Um, but I'm going to be taking Mary Poppin Returns because it's I bet musical. a lot of, yeah, a lot of people who will be like, watch that movie and be like oh the music was good but like um it gets it uh, also gets like original like singing parts which are easier for people but also the, the music is good in that it's not great but well they said that the songs weren't the best but the score itself was actually quite good um yeah so let's that. i have one um one thing to say about it is uh as i think both of us are fans of Lin-Manuel Miranda I haven't mm -hmm. seen Hamilton but I've like listened to the soundtrack and stuff and I think he's really talented but if you get Lin-Manuel Miranda for a movie what is the one thing you're getting him for writing songs yeah they didn't let him do that oh 
Why? Then why is he even in the movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I I was like sitting, I was like sitting down and watching it, being like, well, at least I get to like hear like new Lin Manuel Miranda music, and that will be fun. And then I see the credits come up and be like music by, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Did they want the like Oscars? Come on. Um, I think my guess is that he wrote. Uh, there's two songs that he gets to do like lo- like big things for, and it's very much his like talk rap. And I bet you he wrote that part. Mm, yeah but for the rest of it i don't think he did and it feels like a lost opportunity but yeah but i've heard he's charming in it i mean he's just a charming man so yeah what are you Um, picking i'm gonna go with black panther Uh, i think that might win as well i enjoyed the uh the music in that or the score if you will (laughs) i feel like you're gonna win just because of the order you got to go in (laughs) you you picked mary poppins (laughs) <laughs> I just it's a musical I picked the musical in a music category that's my theory but see we're also picking the uh the categories that are not th- that are pretty much shoe-ins once we get to the top it's one of those like oh who the hell knows so true even if it's my category not- I'll pick the wrong thing guaranteed yeah that's fair uh and so we're not going to do the tv ones because I have seen a grand total of zero of the tv shows nominated so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> So Um, I don't know if we have much to say there. Uh, The next category is best screenplay. Yes. So Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Brian Hayes Curry, Peter Farley, and Nick Vallelonga from Green Book, Deborah Davis, Tony McNamara from The Favorite, Barry Jenkins uh, from If Beale Street Could Talk, and Adam McKay for Vice. Um, is this when we should talk about the whole Green Book thing? No, Lord, yes, because this is what it most um, relates to. I'd say. (laughs) <laughs> that's one yeah that's fair, fair enough uh and nick valalonga i think before is the son of the main character of the movie yes uh essentially uh this movie came out and it got it won the audience word at tiff didn't it it did okay um and it's about a uh italian mobster guy uh yeah, he's a bit of a he's he's a low class fellow and has um a bullshitter. He's racist. Yeah, he's a bullshitter. He's um a con man kind of um not in like a big scheming kind of way, but just kind of yeah, he's full of shit. And um yeah, and then he has he his gets hired by ideals. Yeah, he gets hired by um uh, Mahershala Ali's character um who plays Dr. Shirley, who is a uh, black music- musician. Uh, to be his chauffeur. Yeah, and then uh, uh, they he drives them around through northern America, northern east northern America, and then down through the south. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie is essentially about a white man teaching a black man to be more black, and that if racists and the people they're being racist to met in the middle, everything would be better. Uh, I think I'm summarizing that well. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're not far off, no. <laughs> it's, got, it's what the movie's saying. Um... And they wrote this movie, or the guy, I am assuming Nick Longo wrote the first draft, I'm guessing, and then the other guys yeah, as they were. like story by, and like, oh, my dad told me these stories. He talks yeah. like um, And then they made the movie, and uh, they said they tried to find Doc Shirley's family, but they didn't. Because um, in yeah. the movie, they say he's like alone. Uh, and I think that's what they were like, yeah, that's true. And then um, they based off his character off his like friends, like his musician friends and then other stuff who like would know him as well. Uh, and then after they released the movie, it came out that his family like 
is still around. Like not estranged, like they implied in the movie. Yeah, is like was a part of his life, and they were mm-hmm. like, "That's a lot of like the shit they like made up." Like those guys were never friends. It was like a working relationship, and then after they were done, they never saw each other again. Yeah, and then like kind of ripped into the movie and the people there, being like they never even tried, like they never contacted us or anything. Which is really a shame because I remember at the TIFF press conference for this movie, um, Mahershala was saying that they the material that was like given to him in terms of Dr. Shirley and who he was as a man, there wasn't a lot of it. They had no one to interview, that sort of thing. And I believe that this is what they told Mahershala, that there was no one to talk to about it. Um, yeah, because so he's he, reached out to the family since. Yeah, and he based most of his performance off of um, there was like a documentary that was done about this musician's loft or something mm-hmm. that Dr. Shirley was in. So he studied this. He he looked at every little detail and tried to move like him and speak like him. So he did his part to represent it the best that he possibly could with what he was given. But what he was given was not the story, the real story. So. Yeah, he's like really good at what he's mm-hmm. like. Do- I think he's doing as well. I just think it's unfortunate for him and mm-hmm. for everybody else. It's like, what the fuck were you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, hopefully, like I don't didn't like the movie uh, at all. So I'm hopeful like this whole thing. It's a like, feel good movie. It's like it, it makes you feel good when you leave the theater. Yeah, you watch it and you're like, oh, that was nice. Uh, but then you think about it later and you're like, that maybe was problematic. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, my, uh, my my response, like, immediately when I left was just like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh, no. I was like, like, I was in the movie theater. It was like a quarter full, I would say, because it was like a, a morning showing or something. Mm-hmm. And I could tell everybody like in the theater was responding well. And I felt like I was one of the few that wasn't. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. It's just, it's, it's a weirdly soft movie about racism, you know, like in, in the day and age where they're talking, where there's much harder hitting stories and more like, you know, uh, also other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like movies that aren't even about racism are about racism, um, or the black identity and existence and whatnot. Um, but yeah, this one could have, could have told the story in a different way. Um, maybe start by interviewing the dude's family. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And like, maybe not have the assumption that in the sixties in America, that the Northern States were not racist, like Mm -hmm. New York, for example, it was, it's presented the movie as, uh, not a very racist place, uh, in the sixties, which is, I'm a little wrong. Let's just say, uh, yeah. And then. It, it it's just yeah. My main issue with the movie is that it, it feels like all the change has to come from Mahershala, like Doctor Shirley, and not from um, Lip or Tony Lip or whatever. Is yeah. my main problem. And like, it's not completely empty of value. I just think it's not an awards movie. And this whole um, kerfuffle around it is very bad. Yeah. Well, it's. I hate to say this, it's very Golden Globey, you know? It's a feel-good story. It's about issues that are currently relevant, um, you know? And Mahershal is in it, which is great. We love him. Yeah, he's um, a very charming it's man. it's a shame, because Dr. Shirley is a fascinating man. Um, and, like, such an academic. Like, he has, like, five degrees or something like that, or three degrees, and speaks a billion languages. Like, yeah, he's a, like he's, he's a, an academic and an, and an intellectual 
to a degree that we just don't see. Um, and I, I want to hear that story. You know what I mean? Yeah, apparently the documentary is like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people haven't seen, I would recommend them finding that instead of this movie, unless it seems like your thing. Um, but what are you going to pick out of these ones? Ah, for best screenplay. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say um, the favorite is my God favorite. Damn it. <laughs> oh, nice. Two goddammits for your pick and then for that comment. <laughs> you know, I was going to save it for a different category, but it's it's it deserves it to be here. Um, but I think uh, the favorite is the favorite for this category. Yeah. And I will talk about uh, the the favorite and my pick of Vice um, mm-hmm. as we go up because they're nominated for more. I just feel like that was the place. And we've talked about Roma and uh, the others will get talked about. The next category, I don't know if these are in the order they're being presented. This is just the order that they were listed on the Globes website, uh, is Best Director. And it is Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, Peter Fairley for Green Book, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, and Adam McKay for Vice. Uh, I'm going to be taking Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. That's yeah, that's acceptable. <laughs> I, yeah, I just it's I feel I, you watch that movie and uh, you come out of that and you're like, yeah, that's definitely the way that should be. Um, yeah, and then we've. I don't know if any if we can just just move on because I feel like what, and, I don't uh, you haven't seen one? Black Clansman. You haven't <laughs> seen Black Clansman, right? No, I haven't, but I have heard. Uh, have you seen it? I have. I've seen all of those movies. Yeah, was good. Uh, it's good. I have issues with it. Um, I do think it's like Spike Lee's best movie in a long time. Yeah. Or like best and most uh, digestible. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he has made a bunch of smaller indie movies that are tough. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen them, so I don't know. But this was his definitely. And it's very much like what he should be working in. Like this is what Spike is. Spike Lee should be doing a Black Klansman movie, which is, I guess, brief summary. Um, is about a the first black cop in Colorado in Colorado Springs, and then he goes undercover into the KKK. Uh, he obviously can't physically go undercover, so he gets his uh, coworker played by Adam Driver, um, to go in and be Ron Swanson, the white Ron Swanson. Whereas the real Ron Swanson is played by John David Washington, who's Denzel's kid. Um, oh, uh, and then. So the real Ron Swanson uh, is on the f- does all the phone stuff, and then Adam Driver is uh, goes in person to meet them, and that's kind of the thing they're trying to figure out if the KKK is like a if they're going to do an attack or something. And then it's like a lot of social issues and stuff. My main thing is it's kind of a comedy. It's mm-hmm. like a social commentary comedy, and then at the end of the movie, it like punches you in the face um, with the. It's like he very explicitly states what the point is of what he's saying. Uh, and it's tough and it, it doesn't leave you in a great place. It doesn't leave you emotionally in a great place. It's not a movie you walk out of him and like, well, that was good. It's more of like, uh, uh fuck everything. <laughs> um, so you just feel terrible at the end. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Cause, um, I think it is impactful if you don't know. Um, it is all something we know about, but I don't, I won't say anything more than that. Uh, it's really good, but, yeah, I still think this is going to go to Roma because when you watch Roma, it, the, the rest of these movies, like they're all well-directed with the exception of Green Book. Um, and But then you see Roma and you're like, wow, this is another level. 
Yeah, I feel I feel like I mean obviously it will be Roma. Um but if it isn't, I would say it's between Bradley Cooper or Spike Lee. Um but I don't know. It was Bradley Cooper's directorial. Let's go with him. Uh people seem to like him. So He's a handsome white man. <laughs> oh god. Yep, yep, that he is. That he is. But apparently in terms of uh, <laughs> the, the, this rendition of A Star is Born, he did a very good job with it. Yeah, you haven't seen it. He does a very good job. I will say if, if you are yourself struggling with a Globes pick and it's between some people you don't know, pick the most famous person. And then if there's still a lot of famous people, pick the whitest person. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Not wrong. No, but it makes me feel horrible. Yeah. Uh, what's the next category since we're getting into acting? Ooh, okay. We are getting into the supporting acting. Um, so best performance in a motion picture supporting actress is Amy Adams for Vice, Claire Foy for The First Man, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, or Rachel Wise for The Favorite. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Weiss. Rachel Wise for The Favorite. She's so smart. Um, She's so wise. Yes, Rachel Weiss. Um the favorite is popular. It's uh, it's uh, you haven't seen it, right? I haven't, but I really want to. It, it's very good. It's very much like an actor's movie, and it's like old England. So they're wearing these very fancy clothes, and they get it's a lot, it's a lot of like political like scheming mm. um, and trying to be somebody's favorite, as one could say. What? Um, <laughs> uh, and it is very much like a three a three-hander with like between Rachel Weisz, Emma Stone and Olivia Colman, who's nominated for uh lead, which is category fraud. Um, Cause she's not the right. lead in that movie. Uh, right. It's also, it's a, it's a good movie. I, I feel like I'm a little cold on it than more than other people. Um, Like I, I could appreciate it. And like, I'm obviously watching them like this is very well made and everything's good, but it never fully connected with me. Um, maybe it, cause I was, I, knew to more than I should have going in or it just uh, never uh, connected. I will say there is a great scene um, with Emma Stone where she's giving her like arranged marriage uh, person, a hand job, a, like a sad hand job while like trying to politically scheme her way up. And it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's great. And the person she's giving a hand job to is Taylor Swift's boyfriend. And it's just in real every- life. In real life, it's just not in the movie. That would be a bit weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's I was just like this. That was my favorite. I was like, this movie should be this. Like, this is incredible. (laughs) Um, Just everything going on with this scene is I'm just like dying with laughter. Uh, It's also just for that. Yeah, you should watch it. It's a very good movie. Um, uh, But what are what are you picking? I'm guessing one of the feelings, desires. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to pick one of the girls, I think, in this category. Oh, wow. Really? You're not yeah. going to pick Sam Rockwell? <laughs> well, um, yeah. Uh, so from, uh, I mean, I've only seen two of these movies, so I guess that will make me lean in that direction. But I feel um, like you've seen the two that are up for this. I'm guessing are up for the award, though. Uh, Amy Adams and Regina King? Yeah, I feel like it's between them. I think so too. Um, though I feel like Rachel Weiss Weiss <laughs> might have a chance as well. Um, Poor Claire Foy. <laughs> I well, yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I feel like it should be Regina King. 
because I saw that movie and she is incredible in it. I think that it will be Amy Adams um, because people really like Amy Adams. I also really like Amy Adams, but um, I'm going to pick Regina King because I'm going hard overhead on this one. Damn you, Carolyn. <laughs> it means give you me can Amy go Adams. <laughs> give me, give me Amy Adams. That's who I was wanting Regina King. Um, well, once you see this movie, you'll want her even more. Is this where we should talk about if Beale Street could talk? Because this would be the place it probably is, it can only win. Yeah, let's do it. You, you tell me see, without spoiling. It's going to be a short conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing it in an hour. Um. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Beale Street, it's Barry Jenkins' um, new film. In my opinion, not as good as Moonlight. In most people's opinion, not as good as Moonlight. Uh, but that being said, I'm it's... I'm not going to go see it anymore. <laughs> it's still really good. Um, it's kind of a different a different feel. He's, he's a director who cares a lot about um, the visuals and that sort of thing. And Moonlight had the whole color scheme, the blues and the purples and um, that sort of thing. This movie... Uh, you'll probably see what I mean when you watch it, but it feels a little bit more uh, like it's not necessarily shot like it's a drama or something. Like there's a lot of close-ups and that sort of thing, but the color palettes um, remind me a lot more of um, like Moonrise Kingdom, the Wes Anderson film, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I know that's weirdly specific. But in terms of performances, I thought a lot of them were really good. Regina King makes this movie for me. That's why I'm picking her for this category. Um, is, she, is but, she the best part of the movie? Yeah, and it's not that she's she is in it uh, a fair amount, and every scene that she's in it, I really enjoy um, because she's kind of this no nonsense, but also still somehow very nurturing uh, mother figure. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to say without spoiling anything, but I would say okay, it's yeah, we can worth save watching, it too. But don't expect Moonlight. So. Uh, well, I mean, Moonlight's like a once in a. Yeah, like that's I, how do you how does he talk? Yeah, how does he talk Moonlight? Um, yeah, we'll probably talk more about if Beale Street could talk on when we do the Globes recap because then I've actually seen it. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I'm very excited for this award. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it does. I haven't seen it yet, but I want it to win. And like I, I I'm very excited because like there's like a, apparently a 12 minute scene where it's just like Brian Tyree Henry acting, and I love Brian Tyree Henry. I he's yep. good in everything he ever does. So. Yep, you're uh, not wrong. And a movie that should be nominated but isn't here is Widows. Uh, he's also great in that. Yeah, that is true, actually. Uh, but the next guy, ca- sorry, go ahead. I was like, we're in the actress category. Why are you talking about this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, there's a lot of, uh, actually, there's a lot of actresses in that movie that should be nominated in this as well that aren't. Widows? Uh, yes. Maybe like I, all of them. I agree. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I thought um, Viola Davis, I mean, she's a force of nature in anything she does, but I thought she was really good in that film. I thought that was the best act movie I've ever seen her do. Like yep. that's the best performance I've ever seen her do. And it's like, it's just, everybody's forgotten about it. Yep. And for like, an action movie, such a layered performance. All of them had very layered uh, characters. It, yeah. With the exception of uh, one, um, I would say. Which I one? mean, it is Daniel Kaluuya. I think he's just, have, oh, he's yeah. just allowed to have the most fun. Like his character yeah. isn't layered, but he adds depth. Um, but it is. I think that's my favorite supporting actor performance um because mm-hmm. he every scene and he, he steals it and he's terrifying 
Yeah. And he's so good, though. He's so good. And he comes like it's get it's from like Get Out and Black Panther and then that movie. <laughs> yep. It's just like, oh, my God, you're terrifying. Yeah. Um, but he's not nominated for Best Performance in a Motion Picture Supporting Actor. Uh, but who, who is, is James? Oh, Mahersha Ali in, for Green Book. Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell for Vice. Um, in my opinion, I think this is probably between Mahershala and Richard E. Grant. My opinion concurs. Um, Sam Rockwell is fine. It's a very like one note showy performance. I wish performance. he was in it more, honestly. Yeah, it makes sense that he isn't um, for Agreed. like the point of the movie. Yeah, but, but the com- the previews made it seem like he was like a more central role, and I kind of I was liking his performance, so I was hoping to see more. But I don't think it's enough to warrant. Um, you know him winning. <laughs> no, but it would be a very a performance the Globes likes to reward. Yeah. Um, uh, for the for Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy, it's very like I think his performance is fine in that movie. Um, I think the movie's not great. Um, yeah, and I think that's what will be his downfall in this category. Yeah, but it's great to see Timmy. Good old Timmy. Good old Timmy. Um, this is a bit of a sidetrack, um, but the other young male actor who is in a bunch of movies this year is Lucas Hedges. Oh, yeah, who, he's in a ton. Who do you think will have the better career? Lucas Hedges. I think people love Timothy Chalamet um, in films, but also outside of films. Like, he's on red carpets and stuff, but he doesn't, like, do anything. You know, he's, he's always, he, I think he'll get typecast faster than Lucas Hedges will. Because Timothy Chalamet pays, plays like the quiet kind of um, very introspective, introverted characters who are kind of mysterious, hard to get a read on, that sort of thing. Um, whereas Lucas Hedges, he can play all sorts of different characters, and and he has already. Um, yes. So it depends. Uh, if people tire of seeing Timothy in those roles, then then I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think they're both like obviously going to be around for a very long time. I do think. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet would be the one more likely to end up being like going and doing like the Tom Cruise career. Where it's like he just does big studio movies. Whereas well, I feel like Lucas Hedges like is... him. They think he's attractive. He's a heartthrob for the the youngins. Yeah, and he's very like sweet and earnest yeah. in real life. But uh, I do feel like Lucas Hedges picks, or at least he's like seems like he's trying to pick more interesting roles. Like he'll go into a movie and he'll do like little bit parts like mm-hmm. in mid 90s he's like the older brother and he's in it for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. um but and he like completely commits but i i agree um but I, yeah timothy chalamet has no chance um adam driver is really good in black Klansman. um i do think this is like kind of like uh we'll see you again later uh mm. but we notice you um yeah. but i'm gonna pick mahershala uh, even though I oh are you okay? Yeah, I think he's really good in the movie, and I think he deserves it for despite all the backlash. It's not his fault. He just was doing his what he was doing. Um, and I think people liked Green Book. Like ignoring all the controversy, people liked that film. It's a feel good film. People enjoyed it. And now that there is the controversy, they're like, "Ooh, I can't vote for it." But if they're going to vote for it, it's going to be in this category. Yeah. Also, like I think him speaking about it, he'll do a good job with all that. Um, I would worry about other people going up on stage, you know, on behalf Farley? of Green Book. 
Yeah, maybe. Just from reading his comments about it. Oh, it's, he seems like such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and Vigo's not doing much better. So no. it's, it's a little like Mahershala, I feel, could handle that. I will say Richard E. Grant has been doing a lot of like the press stuff and like shaking hands and kissing babies. So yeah, I feel like yep. that's who you're going to take. But It is. Um, yeah. I've, I've actually seen that movie. So I have too. Not, uh, not me just pulling it out of my bum like I usually do. He's really good in it. He is really good. And he's also like... I can see why he's not um, best actor because he he's not the main character. The main character is very much, um, well, not him, Melissa McCarthy. Um, but he is on the screen almost as much as she is. And uh, so he's a very supportive supporting actor, if you will. Yeah. And this has been like his first big role that's been noticed in a while. And he's like a respected mm-hmm. stage actor and he's been doing it a long time. And he is mm-hmm. trying really hard for this. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it. And he does deserve it. Like he's not out either of those two. I'd be happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, he's, he's great. I think the movie isn't as good as the performances. Can Agreed. you ever forgive me? Um, I also think Melissa McCarthy is really, really good in it as well. Made, oh, she's fantastic her. in it. Other than her like comedy performances, um, which she does a lot of, I think that's her best um, role. Maybe other than bridesmaids or spy. Like, I can't really think of another movie where I'm like, yeah, she's excluding Gilmore Girls. Oh, yes. that Well, that's TV. That's <laughs> it's, different. <laughs> that's, that's different. Um, yeah, let's move into some best actors. performance. Yeah, some lead right. performances. This is in a musical or comedy for best actress. It is, you notice I get to pick all the girls and you get to pick all the boys. It's just the way it worked out. <laughs> so, Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins Returns. Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Elsie Fisher for Eighth Grade, Charlize Theron for Tully, and Constance Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. Have you seen any of these movies? Nope, but <laughs> I know what all these ladies look like, and that's what counts. Yeah, really? You even know who Elsie who Fisher is? I do, yep. Okay. Um... Okay, I'll, I'll guess I'll talk about this then. Um, <laughs> I'll just sit back and uh, listen to you tell me what I should vote for. <laughs> Olivia Coleman is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the favorite from the favorite. Um, that's going to be this whole thing forever, isn't it? This is going to be the death yep. of me. Um, <laughs> Charlize Theron for Tully is very much, we want another famous person there. Elsie um, Fisher for eighth grade, uh, which I haven't seen either. I've heard she's good, though. I've heard she's good. Um, I feel like it's very much as like recognizing a young person and being like, we everybody we saw this movie is not going to win, but we saw it. Um, Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Return. She's really good in it. She is just kind of being Julie Andrews. Well, that's yep. the point. It's a sequel. And like, that's what she's supposed to be doing. She's really good at it, but it is not um, her best work. I think mm-hmm. she could definitely win because um, she's famous and charming. And does anybody dislike Emily Blunt? No, she's Plus the best. Her and John Krasinski can get up on stage and be cute. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think she was better in A Quiet Place, honestly. She's good in A Quiet Place. Yes, she's, I think, way better in that movie than this movie. Um, Wait, you said you Constance didn't see A Quiet Place. Um, no, from, from just what people have been saying. Oh, Sorry, yes. I no, she's fantastic in a, in a Quiet Place. 
and just assume like her getting in like an original character whereas instead of where she's like copying um, yeah and constantly for crazy rich asians which i haven't seen but i've heard she's really good in and i've heard that movie is really good um i knew who i'm gonna pick second but i know <laughs> i know what carolyn's gonna pick first it's <laughs> In my opinion, it's between Emily Blunt and Olivia Coleman for this one. Um, but I think yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, what's hard about Emily Blunt is <laughs> you're right. It's not an original character. So do you reward her because she's exactly like Julie Andrews? Or do you say, no, be original? It's it's one of those like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like she's it's just really as much a feat to be someone that has already been and be it well. Yeah, she's still really good. Character. Yeah. She's um, the best part of the movie. That being said, I'm going with Olivia Coleman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say if uh, you want to, I'm taking Emily Blunt, but if you want to go like off the board, because the Globes always pick something in some category where everyone's like, what? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with that. That pick would be Constance Wu for Crazy Rich Asians, which would be a good choice. Yeah. Um, and people loved that movie. They loved did. It. And I will probably see it before the Globes. I want to get it in. Um, yeah before uh but that if that would be the next one is best performance in a musical or comedy actor mm, uh, the boys. and this is my one category where i know i'm gonna win <laughs> 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 and it is christian bale in vice lin-manuel Miranda in mary poppins returns vigo mortensen in green book robert redford for the old man and the gun and john c Riley for stan and ollie i've seen all but stan and ollie i don't even know if that's out yet it isn't. No. Well, that's cheating. I mean, it's the same with there's a couple of movies coming up that are like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, John C. Riley and I feel like Robert Redford are very much like John C. Riley is like he's had a really good year because he was also yeah. in the Sisters Brothers and he's really good in that. Um, and like he is a good dramatic actor. People um, just don't know it. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how he started. He was a stage mm-hmm. actor. I'd like for Shakespeare and theater, uh, Robert Redford for the old man and the gun, which is a good movie and he's really good in it, but it's very much like, we love you, Robert Redford, please come to our show. Yeah. Uh, Vigo for green book, which we've covered. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins returns. Uh, he is good at his music. He is a less talented actor, mm, um, yeah. but he's very charming. So if he is doing like the awards thing, then he could win it. But this is going to Christian Bale for vice. Oh yeah, the 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 Academy and the Golden Globes, they love their transformation <laughs> into an old ugly man. Fat man. But only in the men, which we will get to. Yeah. But uh, fair. So you're Good. picking Christian Bale. I am picking Christian Bale. Um and I guess we should talk about Vice. Like Christian Bale is like that might be the best performance I've seen mm-hmm. this year by an actor cuz he so embodies Dick Cheney. Yeah, and in a creepy, creepy way. It's uncanny. Like, it's like unsettling. And his um, beady little eyes sticking out of there. Oh. Um, I do have issues with the movie in yes. total. I actually, well, yeah, I think all the acting in Vice and what Vice is trying to say is very good. I do you think at the end of Vice, mm-hmm. there's this speech where Dick Cheney talks to the camera. And it's like the one time he's not like, this is obviously them writing it. Do you think it like almost like lionizes Dick Cheney? Lionizes? Yeah. Like it like kind of people could read that as like, you're supposed to admire him. 
Well, to me, it just seemed very um, like finger pointy, like which it was intended to be. But I mean, like it was a movie that obviously wasn't seeking to, um, you know, make him look like a good dude. But in the end, it just kind of felt like it was just blaming us. It was like, oh, yeah, you hate this man so much. Well, it's your fault. And it's kind of like, whoa, 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 simmer down. <laughs> I, I, it just made, it didn't sit right with me. It was a bit yeah. weird. Yeah, the movie didn't start with me either. And I will say, like, if like you didn't know any of these events, it might play differently. But it very much was, like, recapping what I already knew. Granted, we were, like, very young, but I knew this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where like, I found the first half where it's like where he came from more interesting. Cause I just legitimately didn't know that about him. I just assumed yeah. he was always a piece of shit his whole life. And I was right. Um, yeah, yeah you were right. <laughs> just in a different way. Yeah. Uh, but it is. And like Adam, like I, we know who Adam McKay is and like what he stands for. So like me going in, I know what he's trying to say. I just don't think he hits it. Mm-hmm. Well, he's. He's the guy who does Step Brothers and Anchorman and that sort of thing. So I he think it's the big that, short. That's true. I, I think it's <laughs> when people hear comedy for this movie, I think that yeah. they expect something that it's not. Like I went in expecting something completely different. Um, and I found, I don't know, the movie, it, it was, I get the intent, but it felt like it was like clunkily executed. Uh, just like that word clunkily. I shouldn't have used that. That's weird. But um <laughs> Like, it was just confused, you know? There were scenes that were, like, almost Michael Moore documentary style. Like, yeah. very kind of inflammatory and, yeah. like, just trying to get a rise out of people. But then half of it was also just, like, dr- dramatizations that were just so hyperbolic. And then there was these weird elongated metaphors that were throughout the whole thing. And it was part PSA. But I did think it did some things very well. And And from a satirical point of view, there were certain scenes that I thought nailed it that were just, like, it was just so ridiculous yeah. that you're like, ah, I see your point. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, I do, I, 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 I struggle with it because I think it's, it's good. I just am very conflicted with it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you are. And I do think it's kind of all over the place. Like, it's also weird that like Amy Adams is Lynn Cheney is like very lady Macbeth. Yeah. Um, which I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, okay. That. And like, it makes sense for how they start Dick Cheney as a character. But then when he's in, when in the second half, like once he's over his uh, dirtbag phase of his life, yeah. I guess it, it makes less sense. Um, well, I didn't know what to feel about her. Cause at the beginning I was like, Oh, like she's, she got him, you know, she's the, the woman who got him out of his, you know, sh- shitholeness um, with some tough love, but she clearly cares about him. But then, yeah, later on she gets kind of like, like there's one scene and this isn't really spoilers, but she's like, Oh, everyone wants to be us. And I was like, ew, like, who I are you? I don't, I think that's false. Maybe in that specific gathering. <laughs> but. I know, but it was also just like gross. And it felt like a weird change of character. Yeah, um, I guess that's I don't like know much about like, her. So yeah, like I, I didn't know much about her either. And then there's the weird whole, um, like, I think it's a good part of the movie, but the whole daughter subplot, I think, is very much in that relationship. They cast her as the bad person in the family. The daughter? Um, no, Amy Adams as like, oh, how yeah. they go with their through their familial struggles. Um, they cast her as, like, her role in that dynamic is to be the bad person, which I don't mm-hmm. think is fair. Um, 
No, and I think that that whole situation was actually uh, played out in kind of an interesting way in that, you know, the, the movie had an agenda, obviously, and they could have used that as part of their agenda, which I think ultimately they did. But I, I appreciated that they didn't just exploit that situation more. Yeah. Um, you know, it like it still felt like there was a loving family there uh, and they were kind of like, OK, there's there's some ideals here that don't match up with what we're trying to project um and and that was the struggle that they talked about rather than being like this is a problem we need to fix our daughter <laughs> you know yeah i like i was glad the movie handled it that way i don't know if that's how the cheneys handled it yeah um but i just forgot what i was going to say or who are you picking and then i'll try to remember what i was going to say oh for this category yeah who are you going to uh, pick as a loser as a loser i'm going to pick robert redford because why the hell not right <laughs> I mean, if there he if he shows up to the events, he'll charm everybody. I think he's the person who like should win. Who's the most charming in that category? Lynn. Like, who would you most like to have a dinner with? Lynn Manuel. More than John C. Riley? Absolutely. Oh, it's true. If Lynn Manuel went to these things and like shook people's hands, they would just all vote for him. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with how he's not a great actor, but he is a very charming man. Well, yeah, he he has other talents. <laughs> hey, he's a great writer and he's good at music. Um, yep. Maybe film acting isn't his strongest forte. Nope, he's good at theater. Um, and he will eventually win an Oscar for music and everyone will love it. Has he not already? No, I think he's one. That's like his one thing he's missing from his EGOT. Oh, yes. Because he won all the Tonys and Grammys. And Emmys for, or Hamilton, I think, right? Did Moana not win? No, it lost to, um, I'm forgetting, but it was another, it didn't win. It was nominated against another like Juggernaut and that one. Ah, Uh, yes. Well, you read the next category. I'll look that up. Sounds good to me. The next category is best performance in a motion picture drama by an actress because I get all the girls. Um, so that would be Glenn Close from The Wife. Have you seen this movie? The Wife? No. Yeah. Has anybody seen this movie? No, no one even knows this movie. Do you know what this is about other than that she's a wife? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, continue. Glenn Close is in it. I've heard that. (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, it was La La Land was nominated as the same year as Moana. Oh, well, that's a shame. Um, Lady Gaga from A Star is Born. Nicole Kidman from Destroyer. Melissa McCarthy, can you ever forgive me? And Rosamund Pike for a private war. Take your winner, goddammit. <laughs> uh, Gaga, I will take my Gaga. Yeah, the, gold, the gold's already gave her one. A <laughs> gender, um, I guess, issue here. Christian Bale will win because he became ugly. Nicole Kidman will not because she became ugly. Just saying. I mean, fair point. But nobody has seen Destroyer. That's true. But from what I've heard, she's like a force of nature in that movie. Yeah. It's also like, um, would, do you think Christian Bale's going to win the best actor Oscar? Um, Sorry, I'm cheating here. Uh, Sorry, what? (laughs) Do I think Christian Bale's going to win best actor? Yes. At the Oscars? No. Yeah, so I think that is also has to do with it. I do agree with that men are awarded when they do through physical transformations and women aren't unless they're like Charlize Theron beautiful and then become ugly. 
Yeah, I mean, people would put Nicole Kidman up there. No, I, I agree. I just think it's... Um... Are you talking about Monster in, like, 2003? Yeah. <laughs> because nobody... Charlize was, like, is still stunning. And yeah. then she became ugly, and people were like... And she, she's good in that movie. Like, it's a deserving... She's very good in that movie. But it was, like, that's the one time I can think of where it's, like, a woman got the same props as a man. And it just yeah. so happens that the person who did it is an alien. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, okay, I guess Nicole Kidman looks kind of ugly, but still like Nicole Kidman. So it's not enough to warrant a, a beauty-turned-ugly-duckling kind of scenario. Like, yeah, it's like, you didn't put on a lot of weight. You just wore a wig and made yourself look ugly. That's not a transformation. Yeah, you just shaved your eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, that's... Um, Give me Glenn Close and the wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know what? If it wins for something, it'll be this because that's the only one it's nominated for. <laughs> I guess this is where we should. Th- I should talk about A Star Is Born. Um, <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, it's very good. It was way better than I was expecting. It's way better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. Gaga is really good in the first half of the movie, and then the second half of the movie, she's like, becomes a form of the Gaga we all know. Um, and that's just like less interesting, I think, as a performance. Um, she's really good in the beginning, though, as not being Gaga. Um, and obviously, she's good at singing. Uh, I, the movie is way more of Bradley Cooper's movie, though. Uh, and it's oh, much yeah. more of his story. Um, and like, I have other issues with it, but I won't say anything because I don't want to spoil you on it. But it's, but overall, it's, good flick. People seem to like it. Yeah, I, it's one of my favorite movies of the year, and I don't like musicals. Yeah. And also, it just seems like a sappy romance. Like, it seems... Well, also, been there, done that a lot of times. I think this is the fourth version of A Star is Born. Oh, I thought you were talking been there, done that Bradley Cooper. Like, you, been there, done that Bradley Cooper. I, I wish. It's about your romance. It, well, no. Kristen <laughs> Stewart's my girl. We know this. <laughs> Sorry. I, I forgot I'm not allowed to talk about your past loves when she's around. <laughs> She's looming yeah, over she's you. She's in the room right now. <laughs> she's like, Carolyn, what's this about? <laughs> You're like, nothing. I love you. <laughs> and I don't love Bradley as much, but I do love Bradley. Yeah, Bradley also like makes himself look kind of gross in this movie. Um, not yes, a physical transformation. He's still, he's still like ripped, and he still shows off his abs. Um, but it, it Gaga's the best part of the movie, and like, there's all those memes with her, her singing and stuff. Um, and also, like, the Globes gave her a globe for American Horror Stories. They're not going to deny her for A Star is Born. No, people love the Gaga. People love Gaga. Um, next category, Best Performance in a Motion Picture Drama Actor. Bradley mm. Cooper for A Star is Born. Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate. Lucas Hedges for Boy Erased. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. And John David Washington for Black Klansman. You have seen how many of these movies? One. Which one? Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Well, I'm picking Rami Malek um, to win. Yeah. I've heard uh, <laughs> I've heard it should be Willem Dafoe. Um, He's but really good. It, yeah, but it will be between Bradley Cooper and Rami Malek. Yeah. What I'll say um, briefly about the three movies that or the three that won't win. Um, Willem Dafoe is really good at Eternity's Gate. It's his movie. It's one of his best performances I've ever seen him give. It's just not a movie that will be rewarded in awards because it's not an awards movie. It's like a tough art film, essentially. Like it's challenging and it is very much like not a great like look at the character, but he's incredible in it. I think that's the best performance in this category, mm-hmm. hands down. 
Lucas Hedges and Boy Erased, he's good in it. Uh, the movie has lots of flaws. He's good. I don't think he actually has that much to do, even though he's the lead. Yeah. Um, I think the movie is less interested in him, strangely. And it is, we should talk about it if you ever see it, because I have lots of problems with it. Um, that's the but, Steve Carell one? No, that's, that's Steve Carell's that's with, beautiful boy. with Timmy. Um, boy Erased is All the, the gay movies confused. this year, I can't. I can't with them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. But let's not forget about Ben is back. Um, oh, yeah. That's the Julia Roberts one, right? Yeah. This is the gay conversion therapy movie. Oh, yeah. That one. Uh, and I think it's um, more interested, strangely, in the person who runs that than Lucas Hedges' character. Uh, that's fair. It's Joel Edgerton's second movie after he did The Gift, which is a great movie. I think this is a little disappointing, but it is still full of great performances like Nicole Gilbin, Russell Crowe. Troy Savon's in it. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I'm glad he's recognized. I just find it strange that it's from that role. Yeah. John David Washington is great in Black Klansman. He's the best part of that movie. Um, and he is, acts so differently than his father does. He's way more um, vulnerable, mm-hmm. I think. Or at least like currently. Like when you see a Denzel movie now, like he is very... He always the I just feel like he's always in control of everything, and even if his character isn't, you just like know Denzel's in control. Yeah. Um, but John David Washington is he's very he's a different actor than his dad. He sounds exactly like him. If you close, <laughs> if you don't, if you're not looking at his like looking at them, they sound exactly the same. But he doesn't look like him. Well, um, I mean, they have to have something in common because Washington is such a like <laughs> standard last name yeah. that without. You saying that's Denzel's kid? I would have completely forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. It's fair. He's he's lucky in that way. Um, yeah, but he also has like it's strange because he has like the same mannerisms, which is as expected. But mm-hmm. it is it's it takes it takes you it took me out just because it's like the first time I've really watched John David Washington in anything, mm-hmm. um, which isn't his fault. Like he's really good in Black Klansman, and it's like a complicated performance and. He nails it, and I'm excited to see where he even goes from here. And I'm glad he's nominated because I was like, "This is just going to be all about Spike," but it isn't. Um, but he's Bradley not going to Coop- win. <laughs> it's not going to win. Bradley Cooper's really good in *A Star Is Born*. It's not his best performance, but he's really good. Rami Malek is uh, incredible in *Bohemian Rhapsody*, and the movie's trash. I agree with both of those points. I think he's <laughs> nominated for his teeth alone. My goodness, those chompers were huge. <laughs> Carolyn. Like, seriously, distractingly large. I mean, they're not his real teeth. No, but then I Googled and I was like, oh, yep, that's accurate. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I've talked, I talked for a long there. You tell me your thoughts of Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, it was a movie that didn't know what it wanted to be and therefore didn't succeed at any of the things that it could have been. It could have been like a, a movie about how they became a band. Um, tell us that story. Or it could have been a movie about... Um, the when they broke up and had those sort of struggles, or it could have been a movie about um, uh, what's his face, <laughs> the guy, um, Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury having uh, AIDS and how that was dealt with and that sort of thing. It could have been about the AIDS crisis, sure. Um, instead, it touched on all of those three things, and then also was largely just like a concert movie documentary without having the actual band. So that was kind of strange. Yeah, <laughs> like there was really long concert sequences, which they did a good job of making you feel like you were at the concert. That was fun. I saw it in theaters, so it was like loud, and I was like, "Ooh, this is good music." Um, 
but they're not even the ones doing the music on the screen. So, well, to be fair, if you're going to go see a Queen movie, I want to hear Freddie Mercury sing. I don't want to hear oh, Robbie Malik. Absolutely. absolutely. But uh, it kind of made me wish that I just saw a Queen documentary, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my also like this was uh, half directed by Brian Singer, who is a trash human. Um, and then somebody else stepped in to finish it. And that's not syncing the movie, strangely, which I find weird. Um, yeah. Because Brian Singer may or may not have, you know, done stuff with underage boys against their consent. So, yeah. Yeah. Will he be there? No, oh, God, I hope not. I don't think so. He's te- it's technically still his movie. Um, yeah, I don't think he's credited, but I, people know. Yeah. I agree with mostly what Carolyn said. I think that movie was confused with what it wanted to be. It should have either been about early queen and maybe should have been R rated. Cause I know Freddie Mercury didn't leave a, leave a, live a PG life. Well, that's the other thing they could have talked about that part. Cause it's, he's not openly gay though. Everyone knows um, it could have talked about that and like the backlash of people finding out and you know, it, but it, but it didn't. Yeah, also, also like they do this whole thing where he tells the band that he's sick before the Live Aid performance when he actually didn't tell them until like nine, nine, like way later in life. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't know. And they people don't think he knew either then. Like, nope, he never said when he found out. Like, people just don't know. Also, yeah, they, I, I read the facts versus the reality <laughs> or, or the fiction of the movie. And it's not even really that accurate in terms of a queen story. So... They went for just telling a, a good story, and I don't know that they succeeded in that. So, no, they could also, you know, um, uh, had a male love interest that wasn't a piece of shit. Yeah. Instead of just the one gay guy, other gay guy in the movie being an asshole. They well, could there have was had the guy at the else. end who was like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> that guy wasn't like a character in the in. movie." <laughs> it's like that's he was essentially like a Deus Ex Machina for his like sexuality. It doesn't count. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I hated that other guy. He was a worst. No, but it was just like the one gay gay guy that he was, I'm assuming they slept together. It's never said in the movie. But like the only other guy, like love interest that he has is a just a terrible person. <laughs> I was just like losing my mind. Well, the whole movie, they, they didn't actually tell you anything. They just alluded to a lot of things. Like when he had his whole supposed drug problem, you see him take one pill. And then everyone's like, oh, you're the worst. You have a jug problem. And I'm like, does he? Where? Where? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently he did like, I know Freddie Mercury did like a lot of coke. And yeah. he, there was like no coke in the movie. No. Um, also, when he was breaking up with his girlfriend, did you know her name before they broke up? No. I liked her though. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure I don't know her name. And I'm supposed to be like emotionally involved in this breakup. But I'm like, what's her name? Oh, it's Mary. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mary. Mary, 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 turn your light on, Mary, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) But he's really, he's really good in the movie. He's the only good part. Really good, yeah. Um, but who are you taking? Uh, I'll take Bradley. Oh, don't tell Kristen. I won't tell Kristen. Okay, she's sitting right here, but I I won't. She's very silent. (laughs) Well, yes, that's what she's famous for. (laughs) Um. You get, uh, since you're the comedian, you get this category. Ah, yes. I'm so funny and also so musical. So best motion motion picture, musical, or comedy goes to either Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, 
Mary Poppins Returns or Vice? Which one so, are you what taking? Are your thoughts. Um, uh, we've talked about all of them, haven't we? We have. Uh, except Crazy Rich Asians, which we haven't seen. Um, I think none of these movies are funny. Yeah, I I would. Well, Crazy Rich Asians is a comedy. I would agree with that. Yes, Mary Poppins true. is a musical. That is a true. fact. I, I should be that fair. The favorite Green Book and Vice are not funny. Or they're not yeah. comedies or musicals. Star yeah. is Born and Bohemian Rhapsody are musicals. I, and they're yeah. in drink. Oh, yeah, true. That's stupid. Which, I mean, um, like, they decided where to go, which, like, all more power to them. But I know I laughed a solid one time in Vice and zero yeah. times in Green Book in The Favorite. I um, I have an issue with this category, honestly, because it's it's for movies it's not for musicals or comedies. It's for movies that know they won't win in drama. <laughs> and like these movies, any any musical and comedy movies very, very rarely win Academy Awards because they have to go against all the dramas and stuff. And I think the last time, uh, okay, La La Land, I guess. But before that, it was Silver Linings Playbook, won the Golden Globe as musical comedy, um, and then won the Academy Award. And I remember being like, that is so rare. So rare. True. Or maybe that, it didn't even win. But Jennifer Lawrence did. Whatever. <laughs> it, she won. It didn't win. La La Land, I think, is... It didn't even win. Um, no, you're right. We thought it, it was, did, and then it didn't. <laughs> but it was in the right category. Yeah, um, and, um, you know, Emma Ra- or Emma Stone won for that. Yes. So. Um, I don't... I think this is probably a three-way race between the favorite green book and vice. And I have no idea. I'm leaning. If it was me, I'm leaning to the favorite. Um, yeah. But. I'm also leaning. I, I think vice was a very divisive film. I think people really enjoyed it, but I think other people came out and went, what? Um, and it's green also book? a movie. I should, I should say um, for vice and green books favorite is that it's, this is foreign press voting on it. And mm-hmm. those are both movies that feel like how, people not in America look at Americans. Yeah, that's right? true. Right? Like that's kind yeah. of the vibe, I think. So that could help them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the favorite. It's my favorite again. Because <clears throat> I would ordinarily say Green Book because that is the exact type of feel good and, um, you know, look, we're not racist kind of movie that would win. <laughs> um, we're not racist, but, <laughs> but maybe we are. We are. Um, but with the controversy, like people love feel good, especially in this category, but with the controversy, I don't know. It might knock it down a peg. Yeah. Hopefully it does. Um, yeah, I think it should knock it down a peg, but I'm going to take the favorite. I took the favorite. I doubt it. You're a liar. Uh, (laughs) God damn. I guess I have to take vice. (laughs) I don't even want to. (laughs) <laughs> you're like well what's the point in this category uh i wish i i wish i could take like crazy rich asians because i think it would be a cool it would be I like a that, that would win yeah but it won't because no it it's... won't but you know what i'm i'm really glad that that movie is nominated um in two categories even because it's it's the type of movie like i heard about it and i uh, saw the trailer or whatever is it because you like rich people i love rich people i also love uh, crazy and Asian people, um, <laughs> mostly the crazy ones. But um, but no, it's one of those movies that I saw the trailers and I'm like, yeah, this looks like a, a run of the mill um, romantic comedy. Uh, but then it, it was actually good, and 
you know, I'm, I'm down for the representation, especially of a group that really, really gets forgotten frequently. Um, so, and then, and then the reviews came out and it was awesome. So yeah. I'm glad, well I'm reviewed. really glad. Yeah, I am also, I am excited to see it. I'm not generally a big generic rom-com fan. Mm -hmm. um, I do enjoy them if they are well done. A lot of them are just bad. Most of them are bad. Uh, most of them are bad. Um, so, yeah, I, moving on to best motion picture drama. Mm. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, that trash film, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. I think they uh, rated like the B section. My goodness. They did. There is every one of them has yep. a B. Um, I think this. I'm mad that Bohemian Rhapsody is there, to be honest. It like, shouldn't be there. It's a bad movie. No, Rami Malik should. But he should be in one of those, you know, oh, great acting, bad movie. You know, and there's a lot of those. It's the, the thing I've complained about for, yeah, the wife. <laughs> the thing I've complained about forever, whereas like there's a lot of good performances in movies that aren't great and those performances be recognized and this has happened, but it somehow pulled the film with it and I, I hate it. I don't want this anymore. Yep. But it's the Golden Globes. It won't be there in the Academy Awards. Fair. Fair point. We hope. Yes. We hope. Um... I think this is probably between A Star is Born and Black Panther, if I'm honest, even though Black Panther didn't get any support in any other category. Um, and it's a great movie. I just doubt they'll give it to a superhero film. So, that's, Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm glad it's there. Honestly, like, yes, it deserves to be there and it was a good movie. But yeah, it's a superhero movie in motion picture drama competing with like, well, a, this, a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. Spike Lee movie, um, a, a former Jenkins Academy movie. Award winning director's movie. Um, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star Is Born both are very um, a bad movie and a juggernaut. They're they're Hollywood. They're very Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take A Star Is Born because that's what's going to win. Yeah, uh, and I'll I'm Carolyn's going to kill me in this, so I need to get as many wins as I can. I'll take Black Panther. If Black Panther wins and I didn't pick it, I'm going to lose my mind. But if Black Panther wins, it's really a win for us all. Yeah, but if and that's what causes me, me to lose. <laughs> no. Um, it's like the Moonlight um, La La Land debacle. Everyone that I was like doing a, a ballot with, one of us would win if La La Land won and one would win if Moonlight won. And so that was like, it was chaos. That's what happened to me. I picked La La Land and then lost. Um, and I picked Moonlight and it's yeah, funny because I yeah. didn't think it would win, but I was like, I want to go with my heart and then my heart won. So the one time that's ever worked out for you. Yeah, it's true. In previous years, <laughs> I've gone with my head and then lost. So I was like, this will not happen for this movie. So, yeah, the only thing I will say about, um, I guess Black Panther since we've everybody's, it's been talked to death, um, is where the hell is Michael B. Jordan for supporting actor? Why isn't he there? I know he was so good. And secondly, why aren't his abs nominated second? And like every single one of those dots on his body should be nominated. <laughs> My it's, a, it's a very great part of the movie that they're very knowing is that when he takes off his shirt, he never puts a shirt back on. Yeah, it's that's like kind of true. Hour into the movie. <laughs> but what's crazy is like that poor costume and makeup department would have had to put those on him every single time. It would have been easier to just put his damn shirt back on. Yeah, but I mean, they committed, so. 
Yeah, it's um, true. They have I a good budget. I really, yeah, that's fair. I, I, I think Black Klansman and If Beale Street Could Talk have like zero chance in this category. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I could see Bohemian Rhapsody taking it if they like, I mean, this is 90 some people voting on it. So if they, if like a bunch of them like it, then it will win. That's why the Globes are kind of all over the place with stuff. Yeah, like, the Globes are a bit weird. Like when Glenn Close wins for the wife. Which she will. And, uh, and the movie will win for Best Picture, just out of the blue. It'll be like, not nominated, but the wife. <laughs> but it's a write-in vote and the wife wins. I don't, let me see when that came out. Like, I don't even know when that movie Has released. It come out? It, <laughs> will I, it come out? <laughs> I think it, who else is in it? What is it about? Nobody knows. It, it's, Christian um, Slater is in it. It released on August 2nd in Australia. What? And only in Australia. <laughs> What is this movie? Oh, it's got Jonathan Price. And Christian Slater. Oh, well, it can't be good then. It's got Christian Slater. The Wife came out in 2017. What? Are we sure? It was September 12th, 2017 at TIFF. Probably. (laughs) You worked there that year. Clearly it was a hit. And then August 17th in the States in 2018. But it says it was a limited release, which makes sense. I just this, because I've, I have never heard of this movie. I don't know either. This is this is like the one time in the like in the longest time that a movie's been nominated, and I have zero idea. The yeah. other movie is Dumplin', but that's in song, so that doesn't count. <laughs> but this is just like what is Dumplin's happening? On Netflix, man. I'm not gonna watch Dumpling. It's got Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> wow, I don't give a fuck <laughs> about that at all. I don't. Oh, that's not selling me on the movie. It's more of like, wow, that's cool. I can't wait to forget about this movie ever existed once this is over with. I, I was surprised to even see it on the ballot. I was like, wait, people have watched this movie? The original song, yeah. The original song categories, were they don't watch the movie. They just listen to the song. That's true. The only I don't ones know which watched. song that is, honestly. It's the one with Dolly Parton, duh. Well, the thing is, she's a Dolly Parton fan, so the whole movie's basically Dolly Parton music. I guess it must be a, a, a new song for this movie. Oh, my God. An original. I, <laughs> a Dolly just classic. Kill me. A Dolly classic. Just kill me now. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? So, in summary... Um, I'm going to win. Yeah, Carolyn's going to win, because she's mm-hmm. locked up. She got most of the categories where I'm, we're pretty sure who's going to win. Um, yeah. Uh, and I got left with the trash. So it's me and Bohemian Rhapsody to the end. <laughs> and the wife. It's, and that's, the wife. Yes. I'm looking through my choices at everyone where I'm not picking first. I'm like, yeah, I definitely lost that category. And the ones where I pick first, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'll just we'll quickly do a quick recap and then we'll leave. Best foreign film. Carolyn took Roma, the winner. And I took Shoplifters. Best animated feature film, I took Spider-Man, and Carolyn took Incredibles 2, which will probably win, even though it shouldn't. Agreed. Uh, best original song, Carolyn took Shallow, which will win, and I took All of the Stars. Best original score, uh, I took Mary Poppins Returns, and Carolyn took Black Panther, and nobody knows in that category. That's, like, way up in the air. Yep. Screenplay, uh, Carolyn took The Favorite, uh, which will probably win, um, and I took Vice, which Vice could. has the most words. It has a lot of words. Um, uh, best director, I took Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, one of the few I feel good about. And Carolyn took 
uh, Bradley Brad. Cooper star is torn, which could still win. It's not like for sure. Yep. Because it could be a whole like anti Netflix thing. Um, ah, they released in theaters. People can shut up. Fair. True point. Uh, best performance in a motion picture supporting actress. Carolyn took Regina King and I took Amy Adams uh, for Vice and Regina King was saying if Bill Street could talk, which is, I think, a, the one toss up, really. Yeah. Like the one where it's like, it's going to be one of those two, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anybody is. Best performance in a motion picture supporting actor. I took Mahershala, which is probably wrong. And Carolyn took Richard E. Grant. It's funny because if I went first, I now I. Oh, yeah, you went first. Yeah, yeah went no, first. I would have still picked Richard E. Grant. You're crazy. <laughs> yes, I just want it to be Mahershala. I would have been happy with him if that were, you know, if I was second choice. I would have been happy with that pick, but. He's he's very good in Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. I may not be the most rational person in this, yep. but uh, <laughs> ride or die for my guys. Um, oh, best performance in a musical or comedy actress. Uh, Carolyn picked the favorite, which Olivia Coleman in the favorite, which is going to win. I took Emily Blunt in uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Best performance in a musical or comedy actor. I took Christian Bale, which will win. This is like the one I'm 100% sure about. And Carolyn took Robert Redford because she loves old people. I do. Uh, And then best performance in a motion picture drama actress. Carolyn took Lady Gaga, which will win. And I took Glenn Glenn Close is going to (laughs) win. We're starting it here. Glenn Close, the (laughs) wife. (laughs) Come on. You got my vote. Yeah, will they? You know how they usually show like clips from the movie and stuff. Yeah, will they That'll have clips the from the wife, <laughs> or will they just be like nobody's seen it? We don't know if it exists, but here's Glenn It'll Close. Be a still photo of her face <laughs> in the audience <laughs> that night. <laughs> and everyone would be like, "Wow, what a performance!" <laughs> I guess we have to reward it. Yep, um, that's what they do with Meryl Streep. I don't know. Where is Meryl? Maybe she just wasn't in any movies this year because otherwise she would be there. Was she? Yeah, she's. It's not a very big part. Um, best performance in a motion picture drama actor. I took Rami Malek and, and, his teeth. and his teeth in the dumpster fire that is Bohemian Rhapsody. And Carolyn took Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born. Um, sorry, did I, you say Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't. Uh, that's yeah. Sorry, <coughs> doing that again. Rami Malek and Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah. uh, Carolyn took Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born and the Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Carolyn took The Favorite and I took Vice. Carolyn will probably win that one as well. Because um, now looking at my own like full ballot I did, you, a lot of your picks line up with mine and it's frustrating. Uh, mm. Best Motion Picture Drama. I took A Star is Born and Carolyn took Black Panther. And uh, does, I have seven move it minutes to get to my movie, um, even though it will start 20 minutes after the start time. So <sighs> with all those car commercials, we will let you get to that. Um, I will say, so yes, this year is the 76th Golden Globes. Um, they are Sunday night, January 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, hosted by Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh. And uh, yeah, people should tune in if they want to uh, see how badly I win. Yeah, and to drink along with Carolyn. Uh, yes, it'll be a wine night. And to close us out, uh, Carolyn is going to tell us the plot of The Wife. <laughs> Um, it stars Glenn Close, so she is uh, the, the husband. And um, she's the husband. <laughs> she, she's the husband. It's a twist. Okay, sorry, oh, I spoiled wow. it already. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna have to watch The Wife just to know, just to know. Whenever it comes out, if it ever comes out, 
you know what? It never will. There will be no way to watch this movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs>